right. We're in. You ready to get this going? Let's get it. Let's try our best. Hold on a second. I'm still having some. Let me see if I can get these issues squared away real quick. Is that annoying when I do that? What? Emily got on to me this weekend. It, so, it sounds like you're like hitting your mouse. Oh, does it? Yeah. That's, maybe it just doesn't seem like anything different to you. Emily got on to me for it this weekend. That's why I asked. Mm. Yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah. Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, January 26th. We're live on Periscope, Twitter, Facebook. Facebook, bear with us. We're doing our best right now. We're trying something new. We're trying something new. We're working around Periscope slash podcast tomorrow, YouTube. Everything should be fine. Try so, a lot of stuff, see what works. That's exactly it. We're, we're rolling out some new stuff. Um Kind of like the vault. The vaults have looked a little bit better of late. We'll talk about that. Yeah, I like I like some of the things we're doing. Maybe not so much with the lineup quite yet. I don't know if I'm pleased, but um, overall, I'm overall I'm pleased, and that's really all that matters. That's all you can all you can hope for. All you all you can hope for, especially with this season, the way it was looking. You're like, oh crap, right? But then you take the number three team in the country and you have them on the ropes. You have them on the ropes, and it, it, without a bad pass in the final two minutes, <coughs> who knows what happens? Who knows? Yep. It was a good Saturday night, though. Like I, I was, I, I did tell him I was like, I'm not going to be upset after this game. I kind of expect to lose, and if yeah. we win, I'll just be very, very happy. So win-win for me. And it wasn't like a buzzer beater. Yeah, that would that would have been, been heartbreaking. Like, yeah, that would have been good. That would have been heartbreaking. Yep. Uh, we are going to talk about the Kansas game yesterday. <coughs> Uh, at Allen Fieldhouse. Are we blaming Peyton, by the way? Or we no? can, yeah. Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> uh, we'll preview Texas A&M. That's a Tuesday night tip-off. I think it's 6 or 7, so it won't be past my bedtime, so we'll be there. Um, I'm not sure of the time. I'll have to look in a second. Uh, then we're talking about some recruiting. Had a bunch of guys on campus, a big name on campus that most of you know. If you don't, hang around. We'll talk about that soon. Uh, we're going to talk about we did lose an assistant coach to the NFL. We'll talk about what he brought to the program and then what we have to do to replace him. We'll also look at Juwan had a senior bowl. I mean, had a day. Had a week. Yeah. Had a week. Uh, we'll talk about that. And then we've, we've got some SEC basketball. Another good week of SEC basketball. Competed just fine in the Big 12 Challenge. And SEC isn't looking great this year. So I feel like that's a positive for the conference. I'm not – I'm never going to cheer for an SEC team to win. But, like, when we come out on top in Big 12 Challenges, I'm happy. I'll use yeah. that to my advantage. But like, yeah, look, the SEC's fine. So. Yeah, I mean, it's not – you You just like the SEC compared to the Big 12. Right. I would prefer Kentucky to lose, but if they win and I can go SEC's better, that's fine with me. It's fine. Yeah, and anytime Vanderbilt loses, it's a good day. And they lost to an SEC team, so we don't have to worry about Love that. Love that. <laughs> uh, we've also got some segments. Before we do that, though, Landon's going to tell you about our friends at Commercial Bank. Guys, Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank, and they're a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks – whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions. Life made better. Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Any financial needs you may come in contact with, please reach out to Commercial Bank. Do it. Go check out Commercial Bank. Appreciate their partnership with us. Love me some Commercial Bank. But before we get into this episode... I don't know. It's it's a we had a good weekend. We did, and unfortunately, what the news hit like what two thirty, two forty five about like the pat. I mean, I feel like we just 
it needs to be mentioned <coughs> that we, we are a sports podcast. I mean, anywhere in the world needs to mention it because of what he did for kids all over the world and for even adults, too. And we grew up when the NBA was Kobe Bryant or, you know, the Lakers. Yeah. And um, I wasn't a big Kobe fan. I'm not going to pretend to be. Um, wasn't a big Lakers fan. But when a guy like that's playing, you stop and watch. And that's my relation. I mean, you knew what he brought to the game. Um, and then what he's bringing to the, what he was bringing to the game as, you know, uh, as a, as a dad, as a, um, just as a fan. Um, and then with the Mamba Academy, what he, what he did for the game of basketball and what he did for competitors across all sports, they honored him at the pro bowl. I mean, it can't, you'll never forget anyone like Kobe Bryant. It, It is very unfortunate. We lost him at the age of 41 like that's obviously too early and it's, then whoever was in the the helicopter too obviously prayers thoughts and prayers with their families and friends and but um expect you know kobe bryant what he brought everyone's lives is important but kobe bryant's you know what he brought to the game of basketball and what he brought to sports all across the world yeah and people just love to be around the guy yeah uh, and just his competitive edge you know it was just something that you admired growing up even if right. you weren't a big fan of his exactly um so, I mean, it, it is very sad, you know, just how yesterday he was congratulating LeBron on, on passing him on the all-time mm-hmm. list. And now, you know, today this happens. It, it goes to show you that life is so short. And I think Jay Williams had a great speech earlier on ESPN about how, like, you know, if you have an issue or stuff with somebody, you never know when that time is coming. Right. So just set it straight. Yep. I completely agree with that because, I, I mean, that's – Everybody is guilty of that. Just not realizing, you know, taking your life and other people's lives for granted. Um, so it, it gave a lot of people, I think, something to think about today. Absolutely. And um, a lot of basketball fans, but a lot of sports fans across the country are definitely mourning. Um, and it's just been a, a really like weird, difficult and weird situation. Um, so prayers for anyone and everyone involved. Um, and then, you know, it, what's crazy is, you know, almost everybody in the world kind of feels involved in his life. Yeah. So, um, but definitely prayers to the friends and family. Let's I, jump. Sorry. I do I do want to mention real quick, like the greatest comment he ever made was like, uh, I, I think he said, I'm always open. <laughs> I mean, that man was a walking <laughs> No matter what, I'm always open. That man was a walking bucket. Yeah. Uh, I made that joke for you today when you hit like three, in a, three shots in a row. But. Appreciate it. <laughs> and then I missed three in a row. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, definitely sad times in just the world in professional sports. But let's jump into the Kansas uh, game on Saturday night. Vols traveled to historic Allen Fieldhouse, uh, and I was nervous. I did not know how that was going to go. We did some things well that we talked about. You get Azabuki, am I saying that correctly? In foul trouble early, yeah, and you're you're being aggressive going to the hole. Those two for, those two formulas were going to keep you in the game, and Vols were doing both pretty well. Obviously, you had some guys. Jordan Bowden got into foul trouble really early. Fulgerson got into some foul trouble midway through the first half, late in the first half. But you, you mentioned the points from the bench. I saw that tweet. That's terrible. But I did feel like we got more production from our bench than that's the scoring stat line told. Obviously, there's there's no like you have to score more points. I'm not right. saying I'm not saying that. I'm not, <laughs> but I feel like we got which I'm looking at it and we didn't. I just feel like Kumwa impacted the game more than he did, but obviously he didn't. Um, he had Jay, three turnovers, so he, yeah, he did negatively, negatively impacted. Devontae Gaines, though, on the defensive end, played a really good defensive game. Um, I thought he was I thought he was very aggressive when he was defending a ball handler and was trying his best to, you know, wreak havoc. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like we did get some some production from our bench. Unfortunately, though, that one point is unacceptable. Yeah, it's unacceptable. And I mean it, it's terrible, and you're you, not going to win many games when your bench is playing like that. I think you mentioned that as a key to the game is that they yeah. they didn't have a ton of bench production. We had to have a ton of bench production. Right. I mean they were losing two guys, and first I want I want to start with this. Kansas and the national media, they want to like, yeah. oh, Tennessee was only close because they were missing two guys. One guy was averaging like four points a game. The other one yeah. was, he averaged like seven points per game. We lost our best player for the year. Yeah, it would not have mattered. I'm just um, like, what? No. The Vols played well. Like, it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, and the guys they lost, would they average 10 points together? Is that what you said? Yeah. Together, like, they yeah, averaged 10 like points that, a game. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, that's, of course, and the referees. I don't think the referees did a terrible job overall in the game, but specifically calling it for Azabuki, terrible. He was allowed to do whatever he wanted in the paint. Oh yeah, that the his what should have been fifth foul. I believe was it Fulgerson's fifth or was it just his fourth? He didn't foul out, did he? No, he did not. So I guess it was his fourth. Uh, the moving what, what everyone thought was a moving screen throws his elbow out. I would have been fine with a no call there. It didn't affect the play much, no. whatever. But I immediately think, oh, we got him out of here. We're good. Like we we're gonna. Oh, at least probably on the inside with Fulkerson there. Yeah. Call the fourth foul on Fulkerson for a <laughs> there, like a little bit of contact. Jay Bills is like, where's the foul? Like, if you can't do that to people every – and here's another thing. I don't know. I need to find out when he – I need to go to play-by-play play and get his exact. But I feel like the final six minutes he played with four fouls. Yeah. There is not a player in the world who could play a college basketball game for six minutes with four fouls. Not a player in the world. That's unacceptable that he stayed in the game at that point. Yeah. Unacceptable. I'm going to go. I'm going to track. I'll let you make your next point. I'm going to try to track back to his last foul, and that'll tell you when, how long he played. I mean, my my biggest point, my biggest takeaway from the game is Fulgerson and Ponce. Just then, <clears throat> Bowden has a, had a great second half. That's expected. But when we came into the, the start of the season, we thought we were going to be very undersized, which we were yesterday. Right. But we thought Fulkerson and Pons, that's going to be our biggest weakness. That was our biggest strength yesterday. And it looks yeah. like it's our been our biggest strength for the last couple of weeks. It, it certainly has. I mean, they've certainly kept us in a lot of games and or helped us win a lot of games. Um, I mean, Fulkerson is now our leading rebounder now. It was well, Josiah James. Grabbed, yeah. yeah, now. And he grabbed 12 rebounds yesterday on Azabuki. And yeah, a, a lot of those were. He had seven offensive rebounds. I don't think you could ask for anything more than you got from John Fulkerson. And that's yesterday. that's probably something we need to talk about as well in terms of you mentioned James being our leading rebounder. He didn't play great yesterday, but guys, number one, he's a freshman. Number yeah. two, he's got he's improved every single game so far this year. Mm-hmm. He has one hiccup to the number three team in the country with one of the best guards in the country. And in we're a, gonna, in a hostile environment. And, and people are sitting here saying, Why, what's wrong with James? Is he even a five-star? Why is he playing First off, look at our bench. What do you mean, why? Is he, you know, people were asking why he was playing. Look at our bench. Yeah, I don't. He 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 played poorly for one game so far this year. Yeah, like poor. I mean, I'm not saying he's had a ton of great games, but played poorly for one game this year. And we're riding him like he's but, never made a freaking shot. And, and yeah, he 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 had six turnovers. His last that's fa- that's unacceptable. But you didn't get anything else from your bench, so who are you going to play him over? Yeah, as a boogie's last foul was with eight minutes and 24 seconds left in the game. He played eight minutes and 24 seconds without a foul. That's absurd. I know they, they took him out, didn't they? They took him out. Sorry, he didn't play eight minutes and 24 seconds. Yeah, there no. were eight minutes and 24 seconds of gameplay. He probably played the last <clears throat> four minutes, though. Oh, yeah, probably. 
I mean, I'm gonna I can find and see where he impacted the game. He he was in at least with four sixteen. Yeah, and and he, and he did that not, was, I know he did not come out after four sixteen. That was the difference. I mean, he's the one that picked off that pass that Bowden tried to and throw I, to Fulgerson. That's a stupid pass. Why are you throwing that to Fulgerson? Why is Fulgerson trying to make an alley oop there? There's yeah. so many dumb parts about that. Yeah. And, I agree. And I'm Bowden played great yesterday in the second half. But like yeah, people are rotting Josiah about, you know, a bad game and ready to crown Bowden as bad. He scored all of his points in the second half. Yeah. And I realized he got in foul trouble already, so that affected it. Well, but which I don't understand basketball. about that. Like, I don't either. Why two, did he not play any? Like, two, two fouls? How many did he end with? Four. Two, But two fouls, I'm with I'm with you to an extent. Is Why is he not playing, like, the final five minutes? That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, like, he's got to play some. Right. Like, he's your best – he's your – I don't know who our best player he, but is, he, honestly. But, but we've said he it, should be our best player. He's going to we're going to go as far as Jordan Bowden takes exactly. us. Whether he should be our best player or is, <laughs> we we are going to go as far as Jordan Bowden takes us. And maybe, you know, maybe the tides are kind of shifting to pawns here. Pawns with twenty four points, seven rebounds, three blocks. Maybe the tides are shifting a little bit to him. I would be fine with riding out pawns. He makes a lot of good plays. He has a great little eight, nine foot turnaround jumper. He goes because he can hole. jump hard. Than he yeah, <laughs> he goes to the hole aggressively. He's shooting a little bit more confidently from three than he was last year, at least. I mean, I'm fine with riding him out six for seven from the free throw line. I'm fine with that. Yeah, but right now it's Bowden, and that's you can't argue that we're going to go as far as Bowden takes us because Fulkerson and Pons, <laughs> like you said, have played great for weeks, but we haven't looked like a great team for weeks. No, Bowden comes in, plays the best half of basketball he has all year, and we come back from a seven point deficit at halftime and almost beat Kansas. Yeah. So we, we outscored him in the second half. Do what now? We outscored yeah. him in the second half. We yeah. go as far as Bowden takes us, and that's that's not a question. That's just fact. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think he should have played some, but I'm not the coach. I'm not getting paid that kind of money no. to do that. No. And I mean, he was the you know he was which he wasn't left to do it alone. James did it some. Um, Pons did it some to defend. How many Dotson. did Dotson have in the second half? Because I don't feel like he made a huge – like, he was obviously a really good player yeah. in the first half, but he didn't have that kind of impact that he did in the second half. The impact that hurt us for him, I think, is like – I don't know if it was when we were cha- – he didn't hit any threes in the game, so that's nice. Yeah. But I feel like what happened is we would we would change who was guarding him, and he would go off for a second until that next person got comfortable. Yeah. Because James, Bowden, and Pons were kind of switching on and off of him throughout mm-hmm. the game, and I think he was just – those weren't necessarily mismatches, but for like the first, you know, next two possessions, that was a mismatch. And yeah. He could score quickly. I, I was very, I was getting a little frustrated. We let anytime Azubuki like they'd be on offense and he'd be in the game, we let him dictate everything we did. Everything yeah. we did. Which I will say this: Kansas did a really, really good job of getting mismatches. Not oh, just yeah. to Dotson, Azubuki, whoever. When they could get mismatches, they would identify them, get the ball down there quickly. And, and typically score. They mm-hmm. did. That's what I noticed. But I think we left the hole open a lot for Dotson to just go right to the rim yeah. because we were so worried about Asbuki. And we still jumped it a lot yesterday. Oh, yeah. Like there was one play that Dotson drives really well. It's pen, you know, getting a ton of penetration. Fulgerson leaves. I mean, he's got to help there, but he leaves his feet, and that just gives. That's an easy pass as Asbuki. And Vescovi struggled on defense yesterday. Yeah. He left some guys wide open. Yeah, he's a little bit. I mean, we knew he was a like step he, he would like step down to help. I'm like. Number one, like you, you trying to like be at the rim when Dotson goes, like you're not really gonna affect his shot any, right? Just moving over, so stay on, like stay on your guy. Yeah, don't let that penetrating pass hurt you. 
more than it already has. Right. Or that penetrating drive hurt yep. you more than it already has. And you talked about, you know, because you disagreed with our good friend Wes Rucker. I mean, we went to the hole so much better yesterday. And oh, I'm yeah. not saying every possession we did a better job of being aggressive. That is not what I'm saying. But overall, in a 40-minute game, we went to the hole so much better than we have been the past few games. And it was against the number three team in the country with one of the best bigs on the you know, in the, on a on the floor. Yeah. So that's a positive. I, I was very impressed with Viscovi going to the hole. Because he's not as fast as, you know, Dotson, but he's no. he's very crafty and is able to get to places he wants to right. on the floor. And I, I thought he did a great job yesterday of getting to the basket. No, I would agree. I think I think several. We got to the free did, throw line. Got to the free throw line. Seventy five percent. Like to be better than that, but hey, we're getting there. That's a start. Yeah. And I think shooting's kind of always been a at the free throw line has always been a, a trouble with this team. Um, it was trouble with last year's team up until like probably SEC play. Yeah. So hopefully we're starting to get it figured out. I have faith, and I'm gonna. I don't know if you're ready to jump into the Texas A and M game. I'll just kind of you can you can take it from here. But I am gonna say. I think coming off of that game, Texas A&M, for like the trajectory of your season, A&M is a must-win. Yeah, I mean, I would say with that game for Kansas, I think you have some confidence where you can – I wouldn't put money that we'd win the SEC tournament, but I, I think you can compete with anybody on your schedule. You need more bench production to compete in a tournament. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's you can play with anybody. I think – I know we had a bad half against LSU at Georgia game. I think the Georgia game is more of an indictment of how crazy, and that's why we're going to talk about the SEC basketball again, how crazy the SEC is. Yeah. It's like, wild. it's just, we had a really, I don't think there's any team that can play a full, what is it, 22 games? Yeah. No, 18 games? Mm-hmm. A full 18 games and just dominate these teams. LSU shows that they may be able to somehow win every, all 18 games. It's in, it's incredible what they do in the so final. So we played 19. We played 19? Yeah. So maybe, was it 18 last year? Or maybe they did go 0-19. I was thinking of Vandy. Oh, you're talking, I, I thought you meant like now. No, no, no. We, no, we no. played 19 games now. We've Yeah, we've played 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I didn't yeah, know sorry. the SEC, yes. You're fine. Yeah. Um, but I just, I think it, it's more of an indictment on, there's not an SEC team that can dominate for a full conference schedule. No. Even LSU, who's somehow winning all of these games, they can't do it. What? Well, and I, I think it's not just the SEC. I think it's the entire country. Right. There's not just a, that the team is the best team. team. Yeah. Like it, it, there, there's a lot of, there's like a high, there's like a top tier teams, and I feel like all those teams, and I think Kansas is one of those teams, right. just built to be able to win a national championship. But will they do it? I mean, no one knows it, when you because Virginia last year, I feel like they were obviously probably the best team in the country. They were up. I mean, yeah, they were the, they were definitely yeah up there. I mean. Like it was a team you could have easily picked to be in the win the right, national but I I think it's gonna be like when the brackets start coming out. I think it's gonna be so different. Yeah, with everybody's picks because there's not a one or two teams that's probably gonna win it. Yeah, and maybe they start to separate a little bit more at the end of the year, but definitely right now it's it's not. And I mean, but at the same time, I don't know a team that has a dominant player that you can go. They they might separate. Like, San Diego year. State is number four in the country right now. That's insane. Will that be? The, have they done it? Will that be the same Monday? I think they're the only undefeated team wow. in the country. They That's won today incredible. by four Yeah, against a 500 UNLV team. <laughs> That's incredible. I will say this. From a coaching standpoint, I love this. Will Wade was asked how his like, team gets so lucky. And I maybe you should say this for SEC basketball, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell you now since I started it. Um, yeah. You know, he's like, you see luck, and that's, you know, that's fine. But, you know, I see guys who are prepared every day in practice. We play the final six minutes of a basketball game. And we change the score according to, and, you know, 
they have to either come back or they have to hold a lead or, you know, whatever. We, we put gals in foul trouble and, um, you know, make them play a certain way. I mean, that's – it shows with what, what they've been able to do. And, yeah, you can – obviously credit to some of it to luck and i'm not a will the florida game was luck Uh, yeah i mean (laughs) that was luck it's it's luck but you know they also had to hang on Florida made a tear back you know made a tear on the you know in the closing minutes but you know i don't like will wade but i I love that mentality of just closing out a game because they haven't been able to dominate but they found ways to win in late late in games and that's that's what helps them march yeah yep so i like that but i'm ready i'm ready to go to a&m if you are um, like I said, I, I just think this is a must win coming off the Kansas game. I'm not big on moral victories. I will take an ugly loss over a, you know, a, a beautiful win any day of the week mm-hmm. or sorry, an ugly win over a beautiful loss any day of the week. But if we're talking about, if we're going to sit here and talk about moral victories and how we have looked better lately and looking, we looked really good against Kansas, A&M becomes a must win. You can't, you can't have this, you know, this game where you fight and call, and then the next game come in and lose to just a bad basketball team. No. That cannot be the case. Um, I'd even argue you can't come off a moral victory and lose it all, whether it's a good team or not. You've got to win to make that moral that moral victory count for something. And right now, I mean, they, they have confidence right now because they did lose Oklahoma State, but they've beat the same SEC teams that we've beat. Yeah, no, I mean, they're – which again, I think credit more goes to the. That's more of an indictment on the SEC about how just oh, yeah. weird it is. Because when you look at their schedule, it's not like you said. <clears throat> SEC schedule is pretty much the same, but prior to that, I mean, Harvard, Temple, Fairfield, win? Texas, all those are losses. Arkansas is a loss. Yeah, Gonzaga, yeah, definitely. I'm trying to find like a decent. I don't know if there's Oregon a good, State is like the only the best win you have. Yeah. You could maybe say Ole Miss, and I, I only maybe say that. Missouri. <laughs> yeah, I can only kind of say Ole Miss is probably a decent win because they they are a team that I feel like is going to be able to hang around with some other teams. Which you know, A and M won by ten. Yeah, I mean when you look at the schedule, Missouri's probably your best win, right? Yeah, and Missouri's not good. Missouri's bad, actually. They got beat by twenty yesterday, right? To um, oh, who was it? To who, Missouri? It was a Big 12 team. They were part of the challenge. Who did they end up losing to? Um, it was a 20-point loss, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, I mean, that... West Virginia. West Virginia's a good team. Yeah, they are. But still, 20 points. Yeah, that's to, bad. Yeah, that's bad. Um, but, yeah, A&M is not a good basketball team. They have two good players that lead them in points. Um, they're only, averaging 34 rebounds a game. Only two guys in double figures. Yeah. And Nebo, Nebo's good. Like, I'm not discrediting yeah. him. He's a good player, but he doesn't play on a good basketball team. No, he does not. So, And he's only 6'9", which is good for us. It's good I feel, for us. I feel like, I mean, Fulgerson played well yesterday. Fulgerson played well. and anytime Because have, he's not really played well when somebody's that much bigger than him. Right. And, and anytime you have a guy a little bit smaller, you're opening the door to pawns to have three blocks again. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, I mean, I think now he's, I think he has the longest streak in the uh, Tennessee basketball history for most blocks. Or, the longest streaks of a block in a game. Wow. So, and I think that started this year. So he's 19. leading the SEC in blocks in, I think he's averaging like it's 2. almost 8. three a game. Oh, yeah, 2.8. Right and then. Yeah, 2.7. 2.7. Mm-hmm. We'll and round he's, that up to three. He's 6'6". I know. He's number 19 in the in the whole entire country. That's with like terrible teams right. on there also. And I think he's the, the shortest guy in the top he, 50. He's got to be. The top 50. Yeah. 
Six six. I hope the NBA doesn't find out how good he is. I need. Well, I need him. To Dude, he's making money. some money. I know. Like any, when they saw him yesterday, body as a bookie, yeah. they're like, "Holy crap! This guy can guard all five positions." Yeah, and he's he's. I mean, he's gotten better as an offensive player each year, and it, yeah. and grew exponentially this offseason as an mm-hmm. offensive player. And yeah, he's I only going to get better, right? I, I'm like with he, you. he's like he's not going to ever. I don't think ever top out because like he came in just not really knowing how to play basketball. Right. Yeah. He's playing like not, he's not played a ton of organized basketball in his career yet. Yeah. So, I mean, he's only going to get better as he learns the game. Yeah. So I, I imagine he'll be getting checks next, next year. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, he's, he's definitely a guy that's going to test the waters, which is crazy because yeah. last year we had you never, never think you would have never guessed it. Yeah. Never. It's wild. I'm, I'm looking at our stats. I'm, Pretty mind blowing that Jordan Valen's still leading us in points per game. <clears throat> That's not necessarily a good thing, but mm. twelve point six. Yeah. Mm. Which I know. Uh, I hope James has a really good game coming back because he didn't hit a single shot from the field at least, did he yesterday? He did not. He had zero points. Yeah. Got to have some points. Got to I mean, have some. I mean, that's what we said. We knew he wasn't going to impact the game a ton from the scoring column, but. But you still have to impact the game. Yeah, the get to the free throw line. Yeah. I mean, he is he's a physically gifted athlete Yeah, that should be able to get to the hole. Yeah. Once or twice. I mean, you show he shows how dominant of an athlete he is by what he does on the defensive end. Yeah. I mean, he makes people look stupid. And and, and if he scores zero points because he's 0 for 6 and has seven rebounds and four assists, no one's going to say anything. But the six turnovers, that's, that's what's eye-popping to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Because Viscovi had seven, eight turnovers, but he also had like 18 points. Right. So you, you got to balance them out a little bit. <laughs> at least a little bit. Yeah. At least. I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess I'm thinking with our guard play, Savion Flag is not going to give us a ton of, a ton of issues. Right. On Tuesday. No, I, I just don't think he's going to be able to, like, he's not Dotson. No. Dotson's one of the best guards I think we've seen. I would agree. I mean, I think he's one of the best guards in the country. Yeah. And then you look at who we've played. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, like you said, the size with Nebo, it helps us a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, this matchup just that this matchup is really in our favor, and thankfully because it needs to be in our favor. I mean, it just should. None of those guys should create issues for us. Now they're going to score. They're going to get their points, but they shouldn't have career games against us. No. Um, we, you know, if we, I mean, if we can hold them to. Or if we can keep them, the rest of the team, under double figures, you win the game, especially if Bowden does play, put a full game together. Um, you know, you assume, hopefully Ponce just keeps riding this high that he's on. Uh, and then Fulgerson, I mean, Fulgerson's played well all year, thankfully. Yeah. And I mean that for Ponce offensively. He hadn't scored a ton of points. I think he's I think his percentage in the last couple games from behind the three-point line are not great. But he was two for four. And and two of those threes, both of those threes were pretty big at the time that he hit them. So, um, I'm looking on here. They did lose to South Carolina, 81 to 67. So, they also took LSU to overtime. South Carolina is the weirdest team in the world. They are. They beat did Virginia. We, did we just defend that well against them? We, we have a good defense. Yes. No. We definitely did that. Uh, and yesterday was insane to me that we scored that many points. Right. Let me score 68. Yep, 74-68. I was very surprised we were able to score that much, especially in that environment. I'm with you. I'm going to look at what Kansas is averaging. Obviously, it'll 
I imagine they're averaging more than seventy. Well, they points. scored like a hundred against Kansas State before that brawl. Was that a hundred? It was clear like at eighty. That could be wrong because they were up by twenty. I mean, they're averaging 67, 67 and a half points per game, and that was before yesterday was included. So probably like seventy-eight points per game. Yeah. They beat Kansas State eighty-one to sixty. Oh, okay, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. No, they're not a. They haven't scored a ton. They, I mean, they lost to Villanova fifty-six to fifty-five. Oh my gosh. Dang, that was ugly. Yeah. They did play ETSU to like what eight points? No, twelve points this year. ETSU went went to Allen too and gave him a good fight. East Tennessee teams representing in Kansas. They don't want the smoke. ETSU is supposed to be pretty good this year. I don't know what their record is. I need to check that. Not that I care that much, but yeah, didn't they? They curious. played. They beat a ranked opponent, didn't they? ETSU did. Wow. Who did they beat? I'm looking at their schedule right now. Oh, they beat LSU. That's, that's oh, that's LSU. right. They beat them like by ten, didn't they? Like, they beat them good. Yeah, by 11. Their losses are to Furman, who I'm sure is pretty good, and North Dakota State and Kansas. They're, yeah, they're having a really good year. Hmm. Tournament team? They just got to win the Southern Conference. Just got to win. Just go win the Southern Conference, get your automatic bid, and we'll see you there. Yeah. Wait, is, is Dayton also in that? Is Dayton Southern Conference? I don't know. No, I don't think they are. <coughs> no, they're not. They're not? No. Anything else for Texas A&M? I have nothing else for Texas A&M. I know you're ready to get into... Oh, my gosh. So, guys, good news. I Oh, there it is. I was like, I got a new phone. I was making sure I still have my ads on it. I did finally get a new phone. So nice. What, what kind did you get? The 11, I think. Oh. It was like the cheapest one, technically, but like not cheap, obviously. Right. But cheapest... I wanted to say iPhone. So, Team cheapest iPhone. one they had in store that I could walk out today. <coughs> So I can see this. So hopefully I read it better. Don't count on anything. My reading level is pretty low, <laughs> but I am going to tell you all about my friends at eight, six, five ax throwing. It is a one of a kind experience. It's perfect for date night, birthdays, anniversaries, friends, night out, wedding parties, corporate team building events, eight, six, five ax throwing where locals hang out. They're the first ax throwing range in Knox County and the only outdoor range in the area. They have friendly and knowledgeable ax coaches that can teach anyone how to throw confidently and safely. Once you stick your first axe, you will be hooked. It's located only 15 minutes from downtown. Their atmosphere can't be beat. Throw be ax- beat. Oh. You always throw me off with that. Sorry. I love No, keep doing it. I need to remember. <laughs> I need to write it in. I remember it. Throw axes, play cornhole, tabletop checkers, mega jenga, or just hang out by the fire. They are family-friendly farm fun. Guys, go check them out. And at check-in, use the promo code More Important Issues. It'll get you $5 off. Go check them out. Like they said, they have a ton going on. Next time we go, we need to plan it where we can – Throw cornhole, and we have yeah. time to do it all. Right. Because they've got a great little setup over there. Um, fire pits. It's a lot of fun. Um, they got a nice setup. They have. A, they, they do. It's really and, nice. and it's BYOB, by the way. So when you go, um, whatever beer you like, throw it in a cooler if you want. If you need to keep it cold, uh, take it down there. Throw some axes. They got Just a line. Do it so, so you don't have to, like, drink. And, like, you don't have yeah. to worry about people drinking and trying to yeah, throw Yeah, there's nobody getting too crazy. And yeah. they, they're, they're good. They're good at what they do. Um, so don't worry about that. Um, yeah, just do it responsibly as well. Or you, you know, I hope they take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but go check out a six, five axe throwing recruiting, a big recruiting weekend. Yeah. The rock even got painted up for it. Zach not, Evans. Not the rock, like the rock on campus. <laughs> Can you smell? <laughs> yeah. Not that rock. Yeah. Zach Evans on campus. Five star running back. He brought some, some company. Good company for us, like yeah. At least I, th- I think you that's so. I think that's big. Um, 
So we'll, I don't know. I, I mean, his recruitment is so weird. I don't know what to really think. Do we have a shot? I feel like we have as good a shot as anybody. Right. Right. I think Georgia is supposed to be back in it. Texas A&M was thought to be the favorite. Backed off. Now they're back in it. Ole Miss is in it. Because, of course, you know, Lane Kevin's like, oh, he's been in trouble? Oh, yeah. Dibs. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Tennessee kind of kicked the tires and sent Niedermeyer on, on the road to, to Texas. And he wanted to come up on an official visit. So, I, I think Tennessee is – has as good a shot as anybody right now to land a top talent in the country. I I am I trust the staff. I trust Jeremy Pruitt. Um, we've mentioned kind of the stuff in his past to each other. I don't know if we have on the show. There have been some alleged issues. There was obviously an issue at the state championship game. I trust Jeremy Pruitt to make a good decision that's in the best interest of this program. He hasn't done anything, in my opinion, that has put this program at risk. So no, whatever decision he makes, I'm I'm confident in. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I mean if if Georgia's like was gonna let him out of their out of their LOI and then go back and be like, Oh, we want you. Like it couldn't have been that big a deal, right? Right, exactly. So and, yeah, and that's that you mentioned that that's funny. A bunch of Georgia fans were like, Oh, if Kirby doesn't want him, he knows. But now Kirby wants him again, I'm like, what are you guys really thinking about the situation now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure UGA Ray's been all over it. I need I need to I need to maybe just send him a follow up. Well we need to find out who his source is in the heart of Athens. Do you think it's Kirby? Like, I feel like there's a chance. Uh, Got to be. Maybe it's, like, Kirby's daughter or something. Oh, uh, maybe. Someone was saying that he's an actor in L.A., and if so... Wait, Andrew Ray is? Yeah. Like, they were saying oh, this is nice. a shtick that he's doing. Like, I guess, you know... Why'd he pick Georgia? Why not in in fairness, I feel like it's been easy for him to do. And and our, our good friend, uh, um, oh, Muscle Smokey, has Tennessee covered, so... Oh, yeah. There are only a few crazy SEC... Like, I don't know how, how many other SEC schools are this crazy about recruiting. Alabama, maybe. So is Andy? Is he a uh, uh, an actor? No, I don't think that's a shtick. See in I, LA. <laughs> I, I don't think that one's a shtick. LA Andy, I like it. LA Andy. What's, are we gonna start calling that? Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's a shtick for him. But so it's like a, it's like a fake tad. It's like the the Ed Helms gets the Mike Tyson face tattoo. That's. That's what everybody's saying. I don't. It's, it's washable. I mean, I, I'm hopefully. Only, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I'm only bought into the idea that it is fake. Like, it's a shtick. Like, you want it to be fake. I just, like, I don't think anybody's that crazy. <laughs> I just, there's no way. Go dogs. Go SEC. Like, so, my no wife way. has been listening to Crime Junkie. Like Have po- you? Is that a podcast? Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I will eventually, because I listen to podcasts so much. Mm-hmm. I'll eventually, like, get to that area. There is a lot of people that's that crazy. Fair. That's fair. That's true. I listened to one last night. It was very, very strange. <laughs> That's like, true. There are a lot of people that crazy. I did not consider I, that. I was very fast to lock the door last night. If if that. Did you check all points of entry? Yes. Twenty. How many? 27? Something. 26? Close. I, I even like. What, I think that's what Schmidt I even are. go in the shower and just like. Does anybody still do that? Am What's, I the only one that does that? Check, check the, the shower? shower. Well, I, is your, I don't close my shower curtain like when I get out. Oh, I do. You get like mold, I do, man. Like, huh? You get mold. It wouldn't dry better with the shower curtain open. No. Is that real? I don't know. It's, Raven <laughs> gets on to me when I leave it Is open. That, so. I don't, I've never heard that. Like I'll close it if like people are coming over, so they don't have to see my shower if they use the restroom. But like, if I'm just like at home and get out, is that a real thing? If anybody knows if that's true, please comment. I've never I've, heard that. In my I have life. no clue. She just tells me to close it, and I'm like, oh, 
okay. I've never heard that, but I just like thought it was maybe mold. Okay, like logically in my head, it sounds like leaving it open would be easier to dry. But I also have never heard that, so I could be maybe completely... it's like everything else and not just the shower. Ah, that okay. Maybe there's already moisture in the air, though. I don't know. I don't. We'll ask her. Someone said this. that is real. So okay. Okay. Yeah, it's real. Need to start closing my. Sh- See, <laughs> I always go. get on. Maybe that is a thing. Emily always closes the shower, and I always get very annoyed when I'm. I'm like, why did you do that? We have a lot of people on right now. I know. I'm loving it. You guys are ready to hear about Tennessee sports. I'm yeah. Fun. This is great. <clears throat> um, anything else? You ha- you do have a ton for recruiting, don't you? Yeah. yeah I, I got got quite Zach a bit. Evans was the big talk, but there's also right. more talk. So you also had some other official visitors. Jalen Hyatt was here. Oh, they're talking about the shower curtain, not the shower itself. The shower curtain would bunch up. That's what. Okay, it caused mold. Yes. So gotcha. That's what she's. Yes, there was mold, but in the wrong area. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. There you go. She's always right. Even when she's wrong, she's right. (laughs) (laughs) When you said the shower, that the shower curtain makes sense to me. I, 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 yeah, I just didn't get. But you just do it. That's, that's yeah. A I was just like, that's a good husband. But You're I like, still like check. I'll I, do what she says. Like <laughs> I don't. I close it, but I still check. Yeah, yeah. I've I've always done that. Just weird. I've I never know. been I've, freaked out about anyone. Like I never. I was never. We were getting so. I guess it's like a, a naked man. Like <laughs> a naked man pops out of the shower. What? Like it's never happened. What but, are you watching? But like that's. I, never, I was never a monsters in my closet type kid. Were you? Like, I would rather like, like. I never did that. I'd be more scared of somebody that was naked than not naked. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that. I've just never been like, I bet there's a naked man in my bathroom. <laughs> like, I've never had that thought. <laughs> like, I better be like, before I go to bed, nope, no naked guy. I mean, you just, <laughs> I guess you just never know what's in there. It could be a naked guy. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, recruiting. Um, so you all, you had um, Tennessee signee Jalen Hyatt was on campus for his official visit. I think that's cool. Like you don't take yours until after the fact. So is he just taking, well, has he taken one with UT? And he's no, doing, he, no, he is he not taking one. Cause you can technically take multiple with one school. Like you can take all of yours with one school, right? Technically. I don't think. So. Maybe not. I feel like I've just seen. I don't think you can. I feel like throughout the year, I've seen several of our guys like on campus, like, and maybe those are unofficial. I yeah. Know, a but, lot of those are unofficial. Right. And I don't I mean, know. I fi- I figured, like, I, I'm not going to say who pays for what in that. Right. I mean, but. I figured after a certain point, they were definitely unofficial, but mm-hmm. I thought maybe like the first, is it three, four you get? How many? I think you get five. five. I almost said five. Okay. Yeah, so you, get, you five get five official. Mm-hmm. So I thought like maybe the first five were, they can take all their official visits at UT. I didn't. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't understand how that worked. Yeah. I think it's, it's separated by different schools. Gotcha. Um, but you also had three-star wide receiver, Jakari Coleman. Um, or Caldwell, sorry, not Coleman. Caldwell on campus um, for an official visit. I think it looks like Tennessee wants to add a wide receiver. Yeah. I think they have two spots available. Now, if they get, I think that's for D Beckwith. And then I think a receiver. And if you get Zach Evans, then you move Velas Jones to the 2021 class because he did not take Any of it, yeah. an official visit. Okay. So if you land Zach Evans, I think that's you'll open up a spot for him, right? But if not, I think it's Malachi Weidman and D Beckwith. Hey, so <clears throat> or Jakari Coleman. I mean, whoever the staff likes the most is who right would get that spot. But it looks like it's going to be a wide receiver. I assume you're about to completely speculate when I say this. What are your thoughts on Zach Evans right now? Like after this weekend? I mean, I like have you read anything or you heard about anybody? Like, are you just when I? 
Do you have a feeling? He did not visit with he, Florida, right? He didn't visit with he, Florida. He canceled his visit to Florida. Okay. I think Florida's out. Okay. <laughs> so it looks like it's Ole Miss, Tennessee, Georgia, Texas A&M, I guess. But it seems like they want him away from Texas A&M. Like, the other schools, like, Texas isn't in it. It seems like they want him away from home. Okay. Gotcha. So. We're not near I, Texas. <laughs> I just, like, the recruitment's so weird. I just it don't is. really have – like you just can't pinpoint it. Like it, it's right. it's a wild card, but he's on campus, so there's a, there's always a shot because anytime Tennessee gets somebody on campus, it's going to be a huge deal because of the facilities, the town, like all that stuff sells with a group right. recruits. So if you're able to get them on campus, you got a shot, and you have Niedermeyer leading the charge on that one. So I would, but it's what's weird is you cannot. I don't think you can sign two LOIs. So, so he can sign financial agreements, but if he wanted to sign all five of them, then he would just enroll in like May. So this like technically won't be over until he's until out he's back. on campus. Yeah, until he's on yeah. campus. Interesting. So that's weird. I don't know that for sure. Right. But I think I don't think he can sign two LOIs. Gotcha. So hmm. that's that's kind of scary to think about. Yeah, you especially never. with a guy who's such a wild card anyway. Yeah, like it's not going to end in February. Yeah, he could commit and then be like, ah, well, maybe not. Right, right. So interesting. But yeah, those guys on campus. Um, you also got a commit yeah. this weekend. Um, three-star defensive tackle Isaac Washington, um, out of Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. Don't know where that's at, but I like the, the name <clears> of it. It's in the yeah. It's in the Carolinas, and, and that's going to be a big state. It's for, in North Carolina. Yeah, <laughs> but it, but it's going to be a big like that's a big emphasis in this twenty twenty one class are the Carolinas. So t- Tennessee has been um, doing their their work in there on the road, and they get one, a guy that they offered I think back in July. He has offers from Auburn, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia Tech. Um, Tracy Rocker and Derek Ansley were his recruiters. I think he did like a um, interview with Austin Price at VolQuest, and he said Tennessee wants to use him in a bunch of different positions, like defensive end, outside linebacker, defensive tackle, a five technique. Um, so we could see him all over that defensive line. So he, he wanted to come up here for uh, junior day. He wanted to bring his mom, let his mom see it, and made it official. I like it. Anytime we get, well, most of the time we get commits, I'm happy. It's yeah, it's very early. It is, yeah. But hey, when you know, you know. I think Harrison Bailey committed like November of 2018. Yeah. So hang on to him. Right. And and dipping down in the Carolinas, I think that's big to start off this class with. Right. Right. Whew. I had it hurting. So that's all for recruiting. I got. I think, we, I think we do have some questions oh, about yeah. some okay. of this stuff. So yeah, let, me, <clears throat> let me get those real quick. So you have um, Ethan Dixon said, how good are you feeling about Evans if he actually shows up? He did show up. He showed up. He was here. <coughs> that is confirmed. He saw The Rock. The Rock. I think that's – I mean, that's that has to sell to – Who? I wonder who does that. I guess it was like the, the Vol hostesses or whatever. Or it's just Joe – Joe from uh, DTD. 
From what? DTD. Oh, there's no way. They're just like frat guys. Like who, do, that, who does? Like who's like? I'm gonna go paint the <coughs> crew. Like I feel like it's. Well, then they painted R.P. Kobe today. Yeah. Oh, did they? Might yeah. That I could see being. Yeah, but I feel like it has. They're like. I mean, it said Zach Evans 2020, so I don't know if it's just like. Like for president. <laughs> I guess we're gonna make him chancellor too. Let's do it. I don't know. I mean, I feel like we got a shot. So. Uh, we also have another one from Ethan Dixon. He said, do y'all think we'll have a similar effect that the, and this is talking about the Kansas game. Do you think this will have a similar effect that the Alabama game had on the football team? Really similar situations, in my opinion. I completely agree. They're similar situations. The one thing <clears throat> that has to happen, though, afterwards, then the game after, you have to win. Yeah. Because if you don't win, it's all for nothing. Right. So the only way I think it could be similar and in basketball, I'm not saying you have to go win seven. Was it seven straight? No, not seven straight. Mm-hmm. Um, five straight, six straight. Yeah, six straight. I'm not saying you have to go win six straight, but you have to. You need to go win the next one, and then after that, take care of business. Like yeah, the the, there wasn't a single play in there. I thought was just like, oh, God, I hope he never plays for Tennessee again. Yeah, there wasn't one of those. There wasn't an over the top calling your own number yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> no, there wasn't. It was very different in that in that regard. Yeah. Very different that way. But I think yes. yeah, I I do like the comparison. Yeah, I think I think, I think it is very similar. similar. Can have similar effects, but <coughs> after you lose to Alabama, you don't win. You don't lose another game. Yeah. So you have to do something. You have to do something similar to that. You have to beat A and M. Saturday you have. I'm going to go pull it up now. Who do you have Saturday? It's an away game. I'm pretty sure. Don't hold me to that. Now I said that. I'm like I don't think it is. Next Saturday on Kentucky. Saturday is at Mississippi State. That's, I feel like, going to be a big win in terms of, like, placement at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Seeding for the SEC tournament because they had some weird games. Yeah. They could be anywhere, probably in the middle. At Alabama the next the next Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, and then you come home to Kentucky. If you can win, somehow win those four games, your season looks drastically different. Yeah. Especially the Kentucky one. I it mean, it's a home game. It, it seems like you're finding your offensive rhythm. Your defense is already there. And then you, you play one of the top teams in the country, like you did with Alabama. You yeah. had your win over South Carolina. Um, or was that? That was after, right? Uh, Mississippi State was before. South Carolina was after, yeah. Yeah, so you had Mississippi State. You won that game. And then you play one of the top teams. There was some questionable officiating, <laughs> as there was in this one. But, um, you know, the same feeling, though. You don't see Rick Barnes get on to officials a ton. And some people don't like that. Some people do like it. Um. Not, I mean, I don't like to give my opinion necessarily, but like this game, he was really on the officials in how Azubuki was playing yeah. down low. Like I mean, was, there was one where like John Fulkerson gets like almost whiplash from getting hit in the back so hard, right? And nothing was called, right? And you know, obviously, you know, Rick. I mean, like you said, it draws it draws so many comparisons because there were some close comparisons, um, and just. Sticking up for your team can help them buy in a lot quicker. Right. And I, I, this team was definitely not bought in two, three weeks ago. They've probably bought in since the Georgia game. Though. Mm. So I don't know if yesterday was when they bought in, but they definitely, it definitely didn't hurt any. Yeah. If anything, it helped. Right. So I like, I like the comparison though. I do I too. Mean, that's, I hope it, I hope it turns out the same too. Yeah. It'd be really nice. It'd be good. Finish the season undefeated. 
Right. Win the whole thing. Yeah. If, if that happens, I will just streak in the quad. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Streak in the quad. If we win the national championship, I mean, maybe. Because that would be finishing the season technically undefeated. Then, yeah, I would. Yeah. So, I would definitely go streak in the quad. How'd you end up here? We went undefeated. That's yeah. what they asked me to do. <laughs> you, under- you understand. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> We're all painted up. Probably in the nude. Yep. Yeah, I'll be nude. <laughs> I'm going to have to lose some weight before my April, I guess. <laughs> Just start hitting the gym. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have any other questions? Uh, no, I don't. But I do want to mention the Jaden Springer at Catholic yesterday. Oh, man. That was a good game. I did not expect Catholic to hang around with IMG as much as they did, but yeah. they played well. I know the end score didn't necessarily reflect the close game. They kind of ran out of gas. Right. And, and I mean, IMG just has talent all over the roster. Oh, yeah. And I, I was, and I was pointing out, like, they have seven, maybe six, top 100 players on their team. I mean, there was a Duke committee. <coughs> Just in the 2020 yeah. class, they also have like two five stars in the 2021 class. Yeah, there's a but there's a Duke commit, there was a Purdue commit. I mean, there were plenty of talent all over. Oh them. yeah, and Catholic did, and Catholics obviously we knew they were a good basketball team, but this is a whole different level. This is guys who went to IMG to play basketball. This is a very different level of basketball, and I'm I was impressed with Catholic. I um, I was really impressed with their big men. But yeah, obviously their guards did a good job too, but I was very impressed with their big men. Yeah. I, I, I think that's what kept him in the game. Also, B.J. Edwards yeah. um, just being an absolute baller. I think he's going to be a stud here in the next – I think Catholic has a chance to be – not an IMG, I, I don't Yeah, It's definitely suppose, always going to be different. But. <laughs> but I think they're taking the next steps in being one of those top teams, especially in Tennessee, but also being kind of recognized around the country. Right. No, definitely. Definitely. They're competing. In that, they're competing that freshman the that they have, the, the white kid, Blue Cane, is, so blue's a nickname, but he obviously goes by blue. How do you oh. get that? Like you're my boy blue? <laughs> like is that how it happened? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. The kid but can play. I mean he was that, he's a baller. He and he was a presence on the inside somehow, some way. I mean he's not short, but like <clears throat> right. he was playing against a seven footer. Well I like I didn't know anything about Catholic really. I knew about BJ Edwards, but I didn't know their bigs were that good. I knew they had two bigs that were really good. That's pretty and BJ Edwards, and that was pretty much all I knew about him. And I, I didn't know like I was like, oh, this white kid's pretty good. And they're like, he's a freshman. I'm like, what? It's insane. And yeah. his name's Blue. <coughs> blue, yeah. Hopefully he doesn't go to Kentucky. That'd be oh, it's tragic. Silly. Little Blue and Big Blue. Yeah. Kevin Sher, off to the NFL. But I do oh, want to mention once, oh, sorry. Jaden Springer, 13 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals. Solid. He's going to be our starting point guard next year. My only 100%. fear, and obviously he's a great player. My only fear for, but he's also playing for IMG and at a level that is not played at often by high schoolers. Won a national championship last year. But my only kind of fear for watching him against Catholic was he, I feel like he got lost a little bit too much. He's a guy they were, should be, he should be trying to get the ball every possession. Mm-hmm. Should be trying to touch the ball every possession. And I just didn't feel like that <clears throat> necessarily happened until late in the third quarter and then fourth quarter. And that's when they pulled away. Yeah. So, that's my only fear. But, I mean, it's freshman. Or, sorry. He will this be is, like, the third game I've watched of his. Um, and he's, like, he's, like, Josiah James, he's going to impact the game in a lot of ways. Yeah. But he's also going to score when he needs See, to. That's nice. And I hope he does have more of a takeover mentality than just, obviously, he was able to do it. I think he handles the ball a lot better, too. Yeah. No, he does. He definitely does. He is, 
he did go for a couple dunks uh, there that were missed. One early in the game and then one mm-hmm. when the game was in hand. Um, I, I, I would like to inform you, Jaden Springer, from a Vol fan to a Vol, you will be promptly pulled out of a game if that happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you will get a timeout to get pulled out of the game. Lay it up. Just finish it. We don't need anything fancy. Right. No, it's uh no. He's obviously a very talented, very athletic, um, great basketball player. But um, I, I hope he does. I, uh, some of the fear for just have the takeover mentality all the time. That's all I ask. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to control the game at all times, but have the takeover mentality at all times. Like have, the shot clock. I want the ball. Yeah. I'm going to the basket. Be ready at any second. Don't wait till late in the game to have <clears> that takeover mentality. I, I'm definitely excited, and I don't know who starts next year. I think it's, it's going to be wild. Especially if Pons does come back. Yeah, Pons comes back. Then you have Corey Walker, Keon Johnson. You'll have Josiah James probably back. No, he's not one done. Yeah, Viscovi. Who Viscovi starts? Sh- probably won't start. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I, I would I would say Jaden Springer is going to be our point guard next year. A lot of people are thinking that, so I, I won't disagree. Um Kevin Scherer, though, to the NFL. New York yeah. Giants. They are building – I mean, he's not necessarily – he's not on this list. Joe Judge. But, I mean, they are building a roster full of guys with quite the history in the NFL. Yeah. I don't know if I would say it's a good history, but a history. Yeah. I don't think this – like, I, I like Kevin Scherer. I don't think it's a huge loss really for us. No, not- I, I think – David Johnson was a way bigger loss than Kevin Sherrod. Yeah, and Kevin Sherrod did a great job with the linebackers this year. But, I mean, I also, I mean, I feel like you got to credit some of that to Pruitt. Um, Ansley. And, yeah, I mean. You get, he got demoted. Yeah, Sherrod so. did a fine job with the linebackers this year. But I think there's plenty of guys, like you said, on the staff that also had that impact. And mm-hmm. I think, I, I agree with you. I, I don't love losing an assistant coach mm-hmm. anytime his unit improved. Mm-hmm. But David Johnson's definitely a much bigger loss than. Yeah. Like you said, I think he did a fine job this year, especially with Henry Toa Toa um, when when Daniel Batuli came back. I was going to say some young guys and some guys who were kind of maybe asked to play not necessarily the most comfortable position. Yeah, and then you had Jeremy Banks, you know, what happened to him? He he was gone. Then you had J.J. Peterson, who – is he still on campus? Is he on – is he – has he made it to campus? There was somebody in a J.J. Peterson uniform yes. out there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know they're really to play who some it kind of, was. But. I don't know if they're trying to play some kind of swift trick on us. Or yeah, not, but. and then Salome Page was asked to play some Yeah, when targeting hits. You know. <laughs> so, yeah, some guys that would probably never see the field got on the field, and they had to produce. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think he did a fine job this year, but I don't think it's necessarily a huge loss for the staff. I think David Johnson – I think that's what kind of scares me a little bit with Zach Evans is you don't have that position coach there. Right. But they've also made, you know, we kind of talked about how it was maybe kind of almost auditioning for it right now. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe they're kind of telling him, like, hey, this is going to be the guy. Or maybe they have a movement, you know, Osvet goes to mm-hmm. a different position and they're moving pieces around. So maybe they do, they're able to tell him, hey, this is probably going to be your guy. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. When, That's speculation. When we did tweet out that Zach Evans was on campus, Joe Osvett liked it. So, I don't know. What happened to the uh, oomph, one of my followers? So, at, at oomph, you liked my tweet. That was pretty much about one of your players. Yeah. And <laughs> so, are you the position goes? I just need to know. Just tell it. Just slot us in our DMs. We won't, we won't break the yeah. news per se. RPO guy. Just, are you the guy? <laughs> 
Just let us know. Dude, Matt Dixon. Is that his name? Who? The one dude that has all the pictures and gets... You know what I'm talking about. What's his name? Matt Daniel. Is that his... Is that his name? The one that always has like the random depth charts? Yeah, He's yeah, like, hey, by Daniel. the way, we just played our last bowl game. Here's my depth chart for the next three years. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was like, he had Jim Chaney's offense coordinator and run game coordinator. T. Martin is the wide receiver, game, wide receiver coach and passing game coordinator. Joe Osevet is the tight end coach and RPO game coordinator. How many game coordinators do we need? <laughs> Our offense isn't that good to have that, that many. Jim's like, hey, oh, I think we're going to do an RPO. Joe, you take this one. <laughs> Sits back. Uh, like I'll what? run this one. Hey, T, you got the next one. Like, that doesn't make any sense. What the F? I don't get the, I guess, passing game coordinator. I get it I, to I really, an extent. I really don't, I don't understand either. it. I don't. I'm with you. I get it to an extent. To an extent. Are we live? We're live. Maybe having some difficulty. I'm working on it. Okay. So. Just a heads up. They can still hear it, though, right? You can definitely still hear it. Okay. Um. Yeah, so that, I mean, that he was special teams coordinator. Linebackers, I mean, you can't, like, overlook the special teams this year with Smaglia, you know, the onside kick that pretty much won us the Tax Slayer Bowl. Wait, who is the special <clears throat> teams coordinator? Kevin Scherer. Oh, yes, sorry. Scherer, sure. yep. So that leaves three spots. I mean, it's probably going to be filled with two people. But, right. you know, that – I don't know. I, I, don't re- I really don't know who you replace. I know – it does kind of free you up with some money. Yeah, maybe. David Johnson was getting paid quite a bit, wasn't he? Yeah. So, but you also may go chase a big name. I know immediately after Jay Graham's Jay Graham's name was thrown out for that position, that would cost you a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but we talked about how he probably doesn't make that move. Um, I just doubt that happens. But uh, Kevin Shearer, what was his salary? I mean, he could, he got you mentioned him getting demoted. I would imagine he wasn't getting. Paid I mean, it time. was probably quite a bit. Okay. I would think from being a defensive coordinator, I mean, you don't want to just like whoa, 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 co, co. Well, yeah, but <clears throat> I'm just kidding. To basically fire the guy, right? I don't know. I don't. Not sure. No, I just love how like all the accounts are like tweeting like Giants Country. They're the, <clears throat> I guess the Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Giants account was like report. Giants adding Tennessee inside linebacking coach. And it's a picture of Chris Winkie. I'm like, dude, you run like this. And you don't know who Chris Winkie is. Yeah. He was a Heisman. It's, yeah. It's not trophy like, winner. It's not like someone you wouldn't know. Like Chris yeah, Winkie, that's... you should know. Kevin Sherr was getting paid 700,000 according to 247. <clears throat> that's quite a bit. That is that. Like you said, that frees up. Let's see if I can find David Johnson's. His is that like 450. Wow. I think, maybe. I, mean, I can't believe he's getting paid that much less. I mean, you mentioned how he was, a, oh, well, David Johnson. That was a stupid thing to Google. Just David Johnson's salary. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals, David Johnson is not who I'm curious about. Yeah, uh, how much is he getting paid? He's getting paid quite a bit, right? Yeah, that's not the same. <laughs> that is not the same guy. Uh, it looks like 500000 Okay. Yeah, hold on. I'm, yeah, 500000 That was his wide receiver Okay. salary. So probably I would assume around yeah. the same, yeah. Brian Niedemeyer, I guess this is his first year, was only getting paid two hundred. So I hope he has gotten quite the pay raise. <laughs> Hopefully, didn't he get one last year after he won I recruiter think, of the I year? Think, yeah, I think so. I was just that was his uh, first okay. year. He gotcha, was gotcha, two hundred thousand. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Jawan, 
Juwan, man, he just give it to me, Juwan. I mean, he may have. There were before the Senior Bowl, there were talks of him sneaking into the first round, and maybe Green Bay. I think they have the twenty seventh pick. Mm-hmm. I think he might be a first round draft pick after that Senior Bowl. He's all you could ask for in wide receiver. What was, what was his stats? I don't know what his stats were, but more so, I mean, most of the scouts are there watching practice because that's when yeah. you're going to see more. Right. Most of the yeah. what you're going to see from him. I, I know he had a huge. Um, he played a lot in the slot. Um, so he's kind of out when they put a tight end in, which I don't really get because he's like one of your best blockers. Right. Got to be. Um, yeah, I caught a nice touchdown from Jalen Hurts. A phenomenal throw. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, what like, throw? Nothing new. No. Let's see. I'm going to see if I can find his senior bowl stats. Yeah, I just – I'm interested to see his, like, combine numbers. Yeah, that the thing is, though, is I don't know – I don't know how number, well he's going to test, but – Some like, of the numbers will probably look low, but – Which I don't know because, like, he's got great hands. Yeah, he's going to be one of the strongest ones, I would think. The strength's going to help him, but, I mean, with a wide receiver, a lot of people are looking at your 40 time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably going to I'm hurt. not convinced that's going to be very good. I'm not saying it's going to be bad, but I'm just – it's not going to turn heads, I yeah. don't think. I'm not finding his... Yeah, I'm thinking around second or third round. I think I think second round with potential to sneak into the first just because of that article that came out about the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. And then I just feel like you could only improved your draft stock this week. So yeah, there's going to be potentially more teams interested. So I don't know. So was Darrell Taylor hurt? That's what I'm assuming because he was never. I never saw him in pads. He, yeah, he would, did not play. Yeah. Cannot find Juwan Jennings' stats. Shea Patterson looked absolutely terrible. Did he? Yes. <laughs> I didn't watch Senior Bowl. Terrible. I only watched like the first half, and then they gotcha. the Tennessee game started. But yeah, he looked terrible. Gotcha. Yeah, I can't find his stats. If we see him, maybe we can tweet him out later. Yeah. Um, you anything else for Juwan? What, so you, you're saying second or third round? Yeah, that that's kind of where I'm leaning toward right now. I, you, I just think he's going to give you a team. Like, do you, do you have a team you think he could fall, fall to? Um, I mean, the Titans look like they need some help at wide receiver. Yeah. My Panthers need a big guy. Uh, they can go up and get some balls. They have... Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore, who are ever bit of 5'9". So. See, I don't know if he can necessarily go up and win balls, though. He's definitely going to outstrength people, but like the ability just to rise up, and I don't know about that. I haven't really, You haven't really seen that all but maybe once. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know if he's going to be used in the slot. He's not like a Callaway slot. top guy who can go and... Yeah. Are you, are you going to use, use him in the slot where he can create mismatches and... Have a little bit of open space to work with, or are that, you gonna leave him? That too, and I think also the blocking aspect is why he's in the same. <clears throat> oh yeah, so yeah, that's he, why he can he can block some linebackers. I think he he fits into the slot for a number of reasons. One of them being the blocking aspect, and then I also think I, his route running ability doesn't look incredible. Like when you just watch him, like if you just watched him run routes, I don't think he'd wow you. But he gets away from defenders so nicely. Yeah. And especially so when they're trying to, running, especially I, when he has the ball in his hands, it yeah. gets away from defenders. Right. So I guess what I'm saying is his route running ability is good. It just doesn't seem great. Yeah. Initially. I mean, he's just, he has that Mamba mentality. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, his ability he's, he's going to outwork anybody on the field. 
Yeah, his ability to break tackles and his his ability to play special teams, I think, is going to help his oh, case. Yeah, a that lot. was. I mean, that was the case with Jalen Reese Maben. Yeah, like you knew he was a good player, maybe a little undersized, but he made he impacts the game on several facets of the game. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, I'm interested to see where a lot of the balls go. Right, Daniel Petuli, Marquez Callaway. I mean, he's somebody that can go up and get balls. Yeah, and he played at the uh, <laughs> NFL Players Association Bowl, right? Yeah. How did he do? I'm, they don't really. I didn't, they don't. Was it televised? I didn't see it. I don't. They don't talk about it like the senior bowl because I think senior bowl is like partially put on by ESPN, so it yeah. doesn't have the same. I know Charles Davis was an announcer, dude. I just love Charles Davis's Charles Davis is voice. Awesome. Charles that Davis. recruiting thing, they need to do that every year. Yeah, that was incredible. I mean, it's just it's so nice to feel like I'm playing Madden. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are gonna talk about some SEC basketball. Before I do that, though, let me tell you about. My bookie. As a true football fan, you already know, just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game. Every weekend, our favorite gridiron warriors put their skills to the test, so why aren't you doing the same? We're almost halfway through the NFL season. Am I? Yeah, I'm reading the wrong one. How did I get this one? I was just reading it like I was in. See, I got the new phone. Not everything was downloaded. Hmm. That's the issue. Am I just gonna, I just need to tell them about my bookie. That's what needs to happen. Yeah. Guys, it's a premier place to bet on all your favorite college basketball now. NBA basketball, NHL. They have they always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets Super of any Bowl. sports book on the planet. Super Bowl next week. Yeah. Can you bet on the Pro Bowl? There's got to be some crazy prop bets. <laughs> There's got to be some wild ones. If you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try parlay. Pick your locks for the week. Put them together in one parlay bet. And when they all come through, the rewards will be huge. Huge. Best part is if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in $1,000, they'll give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. Just use the promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash today. Visit mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Next week, I'll have the up-to-date one. Guys. I apologize for that. I think I did well, though, off my... Yeah, that's good. Pretty much off the top. I of feel like I you mean, knew it. Yeah, I had a little bit of a script, but yeah. you know, had to had to wing it a tad. I like it. Um, SEC basketball, though, like I said, it is crazy. Ole sure. Miss beat Georgia. What was that score? I didn't see that. Seventy to sixty. What in the world <coughs> is going on? But the it best score mayhem. of the night, ninety to sixty four. Can you guess that which team? Or Vanderbilt and South Carolina. South Carolina. <laughs> I was thinking Vanderbilt played Georgia. That's hilarious. Oh, God, my dude. God. Didn't they tie the record? The SEC they losing tied record? It. it was held by, do you know who it was held by? Sewanee. Sewanee. <laughs> in like right, 19, yeah. like 46, something like that. <laughs> it's insane. Who do they play next? Please be Kentucky. Dude, it's just, I don't understand it. They do play Kentucky <laughs> So next. they're going to hold the record? You think Stack, At Kentucky. You think Stackhouse sends the, what if they go upset Kentucky somehow? Oh, that would be that, that would be, be better even better. Yeah. yeah, that would. I would probably, as a Tennessee basketball fan, I would probably almost appreciate that more. Oh my gosh, that is so bad. That's a that needs to be your. So they play them Tuesday night. Yeah, either Monday or Tuesday. That needs to be the question of the day. Would you rather see Kentucky's streak be held out to twenty four five? Yeah, or Kentucky lose to a zero and twenty four Vanderbilt team? God bless. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So I'm because I I don't know I'm torn now. What what do I what would I rather happen? Both would be great. That's the good news. I think just like this year in general, like I'd rather see Kentucky lose. Yeah, 
Probably. It, number one, because I can keep saying the SEC is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be hilarious. Oh. So, oh, let's keep talking to SEC basketball. I'll ask you in a second. Does it have to do with SEC basketball? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Okay. You can ask me real quick if you want, because I'm trying to pull. So who, who's your like your most hated coach of all time? Oh, that's so hard. That's so. <clears> hard. <throat> um. Mm, I really grew up hating Steve Spurrier. That like see, dad, that's mine. I, my I dad hate hated Spurrier. Spurrier. That was when we really hated Florida at the time. I think it's Steve Spurrier. Yeah, I think mine, mine is. Steve. And he and he was always trying to take a jab at Tennessee. Yeah, or really any school he could. Yeah, I mean we always hate Geno. Gino was an easy hate, but I mean, not the real hate we did. Right. Because like, Let's be I mean, we, yeah, we just don't like follow yeah. women's basketball like um, we do everything else. I mean, Nick Saban's hatred, but like Steve Spurrier is like a childhood hatred. Yeah. Like, like I would punch Steve Spurrier. Oh, gladly. Gladly. I wouldn't think twice about it. Cause like Nick Saban, I feel like he's like a shake your hand kind of guy at a, like a golf course. But I Steve Spurrier is like, I wouldn't touch his feet. Oh hand. no. But Steve Spurrier is like... You save those to pass $100 bills to recruits, you piece of... Yeah. Steve Spurrier is like, you suck. Like, he, I was at the, he was at the Johnson City Cardinals game. <coughs> um, is that right? Are they the Cardinals? Yeah. Uh, this past summer, like one day when I was up there, I was like, man, I wish I'd known because I would have gone and talked so much trash to him. And he would have jabbed back, which would have made it hilarious. But like, I would... Spurrier. <laughs> <laughs> you think visors are cool? Like, you best believe I would have done that. That's one of the best videos of oh, all time. Uh, that's my... That's like my favorite... That's my college, <coughs> like... College football's back. That's my college football's back video. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it. But yeah, I think Sprayer, you know, tops it off for me. I, the best part is like at the end when he's like, "Oh yeah, you're welcome." Yeah. <laughs> yeah all of a sudden, comes Yeah, this <laughs> dude's a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's definitely my most feel like my most hated coach. I feel like Cal Perry's got to be close though. Like watching him on the sidelines. I'm really starting to hate Will Wade. Yeah. Watching Cal Perry, I like, cry on the sideline. It's another reason I hate Sprayer. It's good when we're winning because I just love it when it's happening. Because, oh, he mentions it in the video, actually. We're going to, he's going to rip that visor right off his head. Yeah. I love getting, seeing the visor throw. That was one of my favorite things to watch. I love when Calipari does this thing. He's like yelling and he's. I love that. I hate. I love it. Because that, that means that shows how big, angry and big of a baby he is. So it warms my heart. Yep. It warms my heart. I hate Urban Meyer, too. Yeah, I hate Urban Meyer, but Urban Meyer is like. Everyone, it's so... You don't have to deal with it. Do people anymore. not know he's a fraud? Like, everyone should realize he's a fraud, right? Oh, dude, the Aaron Hernandez documentary? Yeah, I mean, first off, the entire thing is insane. But yeah. yes. But Urban Meyer's always been a fraud. Yeah. Always. Yeah, he's a fraud. Um, Let's talk about SEC basketball. Big 12 SEC challenge real quick. Was it tied at the end? So, you're going to count it off. I'll read all the scores. Obviously, Kansas over Tennessee, 74-68. Number one, Baylor. How does Baylor go from having the most insane athletic department to a number one basketball team and a team of game away from the college football playoff? Yeah, that's Like, how wild. do they recover that quickly? <clears throat> Anyways, wild. number one Baylor, 72 over Florida, 61. Missouri gets spanked by West Virginia, 74 to 51. Kentucky wins on, was it a questionable charge? Yeah. 76-74. Iowa State. Auburn, sorry, Auburn over Iowa State, 80-76. to 76. LSU over Texas, great game. Don't know if y'all watched it. 69-67. to 67. Oklahoma over Mississippi State, 63-62. Oklahoma State over Texas, A&M, 73-62. TCU loses to Arkansas, 78-67. to 
that's all that for the Big 12 SEC Challenge. So what was that? Did you count? So okay. it was five and five. Five and five. I thought it Todd. Yeah. I thought it ended up Todd. So I feel like, I mean, when you look at who schedules those games, I feel like you got some pretty good matchups. I mean, yeah. what? Only really one blowout? Right? West Virginia and Missouri, everything else is like a 10-ish point game. Yeah, or less. close, yeah. So, I mean, I, feel like, I don't know if you could ask for anything better. That's a It was a great Saturday of games. And then Ole Miss somehow beats Georgia. That's insane. <laughs> insane. Alabama beats Kansas State. I didn't read that one off. 77-74. Yep. Alabama's a weird team. They're not good, but they find ways to win. In the They beat Auburn this year. Yeah, it's wild. It's very weird. And then South Carolina over Vanderbilt, ninety to sixty four. Oh my gosh! So, so we're gonna send out that. I don't know if anybody's like said in the. I, <laughs> I had the Periscope pulled up. I apologize. I probably should have when I said what would you rather see. But we'll send it out as a question of the day, at some point before the game on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what everybody'd say. What? Who do you hate more? I guess Kentucky or Vanderbilt is what we're trying to find out. Pretty much. Basketball wise, basketball because yeah. football, I think it's probably pretty easy. Vanderbilt, right? Yeah, Kentucky's almost. Who cares? We win. Yeah, they suck. Except for Butch Jones and Derek Dooley, we win. Yep. You anything else for SEC basketball you want to talk about? That's all I got. It's a wild roller coaster. Roller coaster for sure. Most important. Most important. Like I said, I've lost several, so I'm gonna have to make some up on the on the run here on the fly. One of my most important is Jawan Jennings signing the Alabama ball. And a lot of people were, like, upset about it. But, like... What? Yeah, why? Yeah. Someone was like, he just ruined that kid's $30 football for the rest of his life. The kid wanted him to sign it. And he ruined... Like, I loved it. I was like, this... Yeah, that's awesome. I was all for it. Tennessee, like... It's an Alabama thing. And then it's like... Jawan Jennings... It's not like this, but it kind of is. Going to Tuscaloosa and writing his name, like signing his name on their rock or whatever they have, yeah. their tree or right, signing a statue. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. My most important, my first one is Kawhi Leonard hanging out in a Atlanta strip club with no shame. Oh, he why, was. Why did the lights look like they were on? Also, like I thought, you're not allowed to have your phones. Who is? It's Kawhi Leonard. Oh yeah, though. No, it, I don't know. But didn't the lights look like they were on? Yeah, it, it was a weird, very weird, weird environment. Wearing <laughs> his New Balance sweatshirt. It was like in the office when they almost go to the strip club, like on a Tuesday. Yeah, it had to be a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't actually Friday night. It was a yeah. Tuesday afternoon. Right. Yeah. That's my first first most. Important. He thought it was like rollerblading, and then he was like, "Oh, this ain't so bad." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's your next one? You got one? Another one? Yeah, so the Raptors and the Spurs ran out the 24-second shot clock in honor of Kobe Bryant today. Oh, dude, I cried. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I said, I don't... But I thought that was really cool. So, did you say both... Did you see that both of them did it? So they both yes. did it for the first Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So when I first watched the video, I thought just the Raptors did it. Mm-hmm. And, and then the Spurs I did obviously it. kept watching. I was like, stop, dang. Yeah. Crying. <laughs> it's sad. It's terribly sad. Um, my next most important goes out to our good friend Brody Sweat. He got the chance to go to the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Ponds, and um, our boy Patrick Reed. He's kind of a dickhead. Um, <laughs> during his putt on, I think it was seventeen, maybe I'm trying to remember what hole he's on. Uh, as soon as he hits the putt, Brody yells, "Patrick, did you steal that putter?" And it is. Fan- I don't know if you know the story behind Patrick Reed, but the rumor is pretty confirmed. I think that he stole a teammate's uh, Scotty Cameron putter at UGA. Um, and the crowd loved it. They immediately, ooh, it was awesome. I, 
I, I Brody was my comedian. My Brody was my vessel. I wrote that joke. I'll I'll claim that. Okay. I, I feel like I deserve to claim that. I, he said, "What should I yell at Patrick Reed?" He he took it a step farther that made it even funnier by saying it as he walked by. <laughs> I give all credit to Brody. It was awesome. Great, great little uh, back and forth. At least he didn't do like fourth with Patrick. When you were telling me the story, I was like, "Oh God, he yelled jackass when he was like <laughs> in his backswing, yeah. didn't he?" Well, he said, which I. <laughs> He sent a text as soon as he said it. He didn't send the video, which I was like, oh, God. Like, they took his phone and deleted it. So he takes a video and yells at the text. And he's like, security came up to me. And I guess the video is, like, still sending. And I was like, yeah, I probably should have told you they have the ability to like, kick you out. Like, the player can pretty much just be like, this guy's been heckling me all day. See ya. And they'll do it. And I was like, probably should have warned you that they have the ability to I guess solely toss you. <laughs> but he didn't. They said security was just like, yeah, you need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> You can find that video on Twitter, by the way. I tweeted it out. I don't have any more most importance, I don't think. Uh, I don't think so either. I think I got two fail. Well, I'll, I'll segue to fail with this because I don't know. Um, did you see the new campus delivery, uh, food delivery for students on campus at Ole Miss? No. It's a robot. I don't know exactly how it Oh, works. yeah, I did see that. And then there was a parody of it with Cash and said about Ole Miss. I don't know if the actual thing was at Ole Miss, but a parody of it. It was like reports out of Ole Miss that recruits and players on campus ready to eat. These new food delivery robots are already a big hit. One of them had cash in it. Like not really. Like it was a fake yeah. picture. And Lane Kiffin. I checked it. The Lane Kiffin retweeted it. That's wild. I was like, dude, that seems like not the smart thing to do when we know you're cheating. <laughs> right. God. I don't care. Pay him. Whatever. But yeah, whatever. maybe just be a little bit smarter. Like try to hide it a tad. That's wild. Um, my next thing is high school basketball. Shot it needs clock? to be a shot clock. Um, there was a team, I don't know where they're from, but they held the ball for six minutes when the score was 18 to 16. Six minutes. I hate it, but I also love it because, hey, just play the game. Play the, <clears throat> play, play, play the rules. I agree. It needs a shot clock. Some high schools already have a shot like some. So states. it is confirmed you only get one official visit to every, okay. gotcha. every school. Yep. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, but some states have a shot clock. Like, I think – Illinois has a shot clock because mm-hmm. I feel like I remember seeing that Chicago tournament. What's that big tournament in Chicago every year? I think it's an ESPN tournament. It's Peach? No, that's not. Peach I don't know, tournament. but that, I'm pretty sure they have a shot clock at that. Yeah. So I think some states do. I don't know which ones, but mm-hmm. Tennessee definitely. I've seen some bad games where teams do that, <coughs> and I've seen some games where I mean, credit kind of to the coach where he's like, if we keep possession, we may have a chance. So again, yep. they're just playing the rules, but it's also very boring. So. Also, a uh, guy, Chris Mannix, had an idea for the NBA All-Star game. And he said one team should wear 24, which is obviously Kobe's number, and one team should wear two, which was his daughter's oh, wow. number. Yeah, no, I, that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. That was not a fail. That was a <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I got you. You um, just but, saw it. And- yeah, that, that was my only most important and fail. I'm done. Okay, I've got one more. Did you see um, uh, mm, Petty's? technical he got john petty yeah against kansas state no the cheapest technical of all time so cheap let me uh see if i can get to it real quick sorry guys he's um some do what sorry he's like their best player right still i'm sure yeah (coughs) i'm surprised he didn't like try to I don't know if he tested the waters or not, but I feel like he was. So he gets called for this. Sorry, I know you guys are not going to be able to watch it. He gets called for, I guess, a push off and then rolls the ball back to the referee. 
and he teed him up for it. For rolling it? I guess. For throwing it? On the toilet. Dummy. Like, I mean... That's so dumb to, like, call it. I think he got teed up on it. Hold on. I love, like... So maybe the... he didn't get teed up for it. Maybe he just got, like... Did he? Because I'm looking at it now. I was like, surely they would keep the video rolling. They didn't. They stopped it. Yes, he did get teed up. Okay. okay. I was like, now I'll say it, and I'm like, maybe he didn't. So he did get teed up. Yeah, no one no one knows. They asked Nate Oates about it, and he said apparently he rolled the ball to the referee too hard. <laughs> he put the spin on it like yeah, he did he on had too much, ball. Too much spin to really you know make up for yeah. it. So. That, that's all I've got. Anything else? That's all I got. Right Guys, thank you all for listening on this <laughs> Sunday night. Um, obviously, Tennessee's got a big game against A&M. The Lady Vols won today, didn't they? Come back, Came back and beat LSU. Or not came back, but. You know, came back from a loss and beat LSU. Uh, you want to check that before I get out of here? Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully we Tennessee's recruiting Zach Evans. Uh, like Landon said, we may not really know until until he enrolls after May. Um, Sixty three fifty eight. Yeah. yeah. So a nice win after a loss to UConn that was a little devastating. They played good in the first half, um, just kind of weren't able to hang around. Which, which UConn's a good team. So. Yep. But uh, but yeah, great weekend for Tennessee athletics. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. Remember, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, even YouTube if you want to, for some reason, look at us. Um, I know we're beautiful people. So. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you can you can find us anywhere. There's a podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Check out A65X-Throwing, Commercial Bank, and if you're going to gamble, bet, whatever, do it my bookie. Don't forget to check your showers. Uh, and also close the curtain. Close the curtain. Don't leave it open. I'm mistaken. It. Yes. And check them before you go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we bring in the boat in, and we out.